We have, I want to I study something for a few minutes with the Chevra. I want to do two things now before it is, we, we will dive Mincha together. I want to study something of Parshas Vayichi. For a long time it's been important to me, this Rashi. I've never expounded like the Aymek of what, of, of what, why it was important. I want to expound on it. And then I want to for a few minutes learn something about today, about us, about, about the day of, the day itself, this Tainus, Asar Betavis that we're in. So I want to do these two things. There's a Derech Eretz of the Torah that we're torn in Parshas Vayechi that I always want my kids to know. And there's, there's a deep reason why you have to know the successful living requires to know this Derech Eretz. But there's a much deeper Aymek to this Derech Eretz, much. I would like to try today to explain the deeper Aymek to this Derech Eretz. In the, right at the beginning of the parasha by Yaakov Avinu, it says, Vayishtachu Yisrael al-Rei Shamita. Yaakov Avinu bows on his bed. And there's an obvious strangeness to a father bowing to his son is strange. The bowing to the son is a very, very big oddity and something almost, sh- it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. The son should be bowing to the father. The father should not be bowing to the son. And Rashi says at Derech Eretz that every single person has to learn this. I always taught this to my kids. I try to tell them about it, but today I want to explain the deeper Aymek of this Derech Eretz. The Derech Eretz is Tale The fox in his time bowed him. I always try to teach my kids, you're in a classroom and you disagree with the teacher. The principal is acting, you know, doing things, saying things. I always try to teach my kids, The fox in his time, you have to bow to him. This is not like a bidyevit of sorts, this is a reality that right now you might disagree with the person. There are guys in yeshiva who take jobs in the summer and their boss is so dumb and he runs the business so stupidly and they're, and they're right. Except Tale Bidne Sagadli. The fox in his time you bow to him. And Yaakov bows to Yosef. Yosef is the Melech Mitzrayim. He's the Mishnah Melech. And as such, Yaakov Avinu bows to him. Tale bi'idne sagadli. The fox in his time, you bowed him. Now this is a skill and an art all of us have to learn. I'm about to go on a plane tonight. On the plane, the steward has some rule, something like this. The seat goes up, down. It's a fact of life. Right now, she's in charge of this plane. He's in charge of the plane. A fox, it's a skill. It's a reality. I get nervous. Things you, you never... You, somebody was asking a question this morning. I couldn't get my head into it. You don't bend Tyra to your liking. You don't... You study Tyra, and you bend yourself to the Tyra, not the Tyra to you. Now, being a person who's by nature a people pleaser and more afraid, so this is like a chazal, like, yeah, like this is like my chazal, tali bidne sagadli, it's like, yeah. So I, I, I was always reluctant to really say the oymek. I want to today learn the oymek of tali bidne sagadli. There's a very big oymek. You always have to remember, whatever you study in Torah, why is this taught here? It's a truth. 
to successful living is to learn that certain times somebody's in charge. You might even disagree, but tali bidnei Many an unsuccessful person has been a Rebbe in a yeshiva and disagreed with the Rosh Yeshiva and caused all sorts of rifts and they were wrong. Tali bidnei sagidle. He's the Rosh Yeshiva. So then you have to acquiesce. That's a healthy living and a true living. Tali, you bow to the facts. This is a true living. You don't think he should be the facts. You don't think he's doing it right. There's a truth. This is Tyra. The facts in his time, you bow to him. And that's, there's a Torah. This is, this is the Torah. And, and certainly this is a skill all of us have to learn, have to accept, have to understand. And you ask, and you're in a position, people, guys have been a counselor in a camp. And the head counselor, I don't agree. All different things. They have to know this truth of life. What's taught and where it's taught is very important in the Torah. And this lesson Hashem could have taught us anyway. Yaakov Avinu teaches us this lesson in his entrance to Golos. Yaakov goes to Mitzrayim. Yosef HaTzadik's already there. Yaakov joins him. And right at that point it says, Tale Be'edne Sagadle. I think there's an make to this. And by the way, when a kid a youngster, and you'll teach your kids, and then there's ridiculous, the teacher is so stupid. There's something to what they're saying. There are two, I'll tell you a Misa, a Misa in the Musa world that I want to tell you about. There's a famous story in the Musa world that connects to this. There's a, there's a big imek to this. <clears throat> Somebody who had learned in Radin by the Chavetz Chaim for many, many years. And I say by the Chavetz Chaim, the Chavetz Chaim was not the Rosh Hashiv of Radin. The Chavetz Chaim worked. The Chavetz Chaim had a store. Don't let anybody try to switch it. It was because during his say they wasn't working. The Chavetz Chaim had a store. The Gadol Adar had a store in Radin. Ran, ran by him, ran by his wife. He was not the Rosh Hashiv of Radin, but you can imagine he was the Gadol Adar. And he definitely had a Shlita over the yeshiva. Reb Naftali Trapp was the Rosh Hashiva amongst other people, the Rosh Hashivas of Radin, and a certain answer to the Chavetz Chaim. And everybody who learned in the yeshiva of Radin would wait for the Chavetz Chaim to give shiurim and speeches and was going there to connect to the Chavetz Chaim, but he was not the Rosh Hashiva. The Chavetz Chaim was a working person. He dressed as such because it was the truth, and he dressed as a working person, and the Chavetz Chaim had a store. That's the reality. Now, but this person was learning in Radin for many, many years, and then went to Nevardik, went to Nevardik for an Elul. And after the Elul, after being in Nevardik for Elul, so the person waited online to say goodbye to the Rosh Hashiva of Nevardik. The Rosh Hashiva of Nevardik at the time was Rav Ram Yafin, who was a son-in-law of the Altar of Nevardik. The Altar of Nevardik was Nifter, was not alive at this point. His son-in-law, Rav Ram Yafin, was the Rosh Yeshiva. Rav Ram Yafin, the Yeshiva Reveli and I went to, is Yeshiva Farakwe, is called Yeshiva Derech Eisan. Derech Eisan, Eisan means Avram Avinu. The Derech Avram Avinu's Eisan means the Mighty One. Eisan is Rachi, Eisan the Easterner is Avram Avinu's name. Derech Eisan is the way of Eisan. It is named after Avram Yafin. Reportedly Eisan, which means Avram. Eisan is Avram Yafin Talmud Nevardik. 
Avram Yavin, that's Eisan, stands for Avram Yavin Talmud Nevaradik. And Yeshiva Derech Eisan is named after Avram Yafin. Why it's named after Avram Yafin is where Avram Yafin was the son-in-law of Alter Nevaradik. He had a son-in-law, Reb Leib Nekritz, who was a son-in-law and a shtickle Talmud of his. Avram Yafin was the Talmud of the Alter. He had a son, the Alter as a son of Avram Yafin. Avram Yafin has a son-in-law, Reb Leib Nekritz. Reb Leib Nekritz has a son-in-law, Rabbi Per. And that's who started Yeshif Rakway, was one of the stars of Yeshif Rakway. So he named it after his grandfather, his father-in-law's father-in-law, and it was named after his Zayda, his wife Zayda, Rabram Yafin. So the, this person went for Elul to Nevardik. After Elul, they were waiting online after Maitzim Kippur. They were going to go back to their yeshiva, back to Radin. And they were waiting online to say goodbye to Rabbi Avram Yafin. There was a long line, Maitzim Kippur, people speaking to the Rebbe and saying goodbye. And he was waiting to say goodbye. While he was waiting, he chanted, waiting in line, he thanked the Rebbe, Rabbi Avram Yafin's wife, who was a daughter of the Altar of Nevardik. And she asked him, what did you see the difference between Nevardik and Radin? She put him on the spot. What's the difference? He was like, oh, he didn't want want to say Both holy places, try to explain the difference. So famously, the altar's daughter said, I'll tell you the difference. And there's a tremendous oymek to what she says, I think. She said, in Radin, you see the Chavetz Chaim and you see what's supposed to be. In the Vardik, you learn what is. She said, you go there, you learn what's supposed to be, and the Vardik, you learn who you are, what is. And what she was trying to say, and we balance in our life, she'ifais, ideals, and places we want to be, to the awareness and acceptance of who we are. A lot of the Musr that the altar was teaching and his Talmidim were teaching is shining a light. Who are you? What are you? An awareness and acceptance and in the knowledge of who I am. She uptight that in Radin you see the Chavetz Chaim and you're on a journey towards where you want to go and in Vardik you find out who you are. That's what she uptouched him. There is this friction in us all, places we want to go and who we want to be and who we are. The depth of Tali Be'idne Sagidli, and the reason, it can, this is so ridiculous, he should never be the principal, she shouldn't be the teacher. That's all coming from beautiful places. Shifa is Geula. Everybody's Sipi Sali Yeshua. A tremendous craving for what's supposed to be. And that's inbounds. When your kid is upset and the, 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 the boss is so stupid, kids, it's interesting. I have seen a tremendous amount of Tzipisali Yeshua and youngsters. They have a tremendous sense, but does not... And even things they'll say that someone say chutzpah, they're just craving for what should be. It's the Midah of Shammai. If you know the Machleke Shammai and Hillel, the Rebbe, explains in Kolatay or Kula. Shammai is what should be and Hillel is what is. The Machleik is Shammai and Hillel. It's, din really means what's supposed to be and what could be. And Hillel is very much what is. And that's why La'asid Lavai, we go, when we say we paskin, just the word psak, both are true. Both are true. Elu ve'elu divri lekim chayim. La'asid Lavai, the Anhaga, is like Shammai, the Arizal says, because then it's a world of what's supposed to be. Shammai is what's supposed to be and Hillel is what is. 
and that's the, the friction of a Shammai and a Hillel, and they're both truths. Youngsters a lot, and we take it, old people, that's chutzpah, he's not chutzpah, he's dreaming what should be. He's dreaming. There are people I know that have a lot of Shammai in them, and they're very much, they live what should be. It comes out as very sharp and tough. They don't accept. They don't have a Talei B'idnei Sagilei. Golos is built on Talei B'idnei Sagilei. And Golos, we pass him like Hillel, the, bow to the fox. The fox in his time, bow to him. But you could be, it's so ridiculous. It's not the way you should, but the, Accept what is. Accept what is. Be present to what is. There's a tremendous mida and derecheretz to teach a child. Now don't be, the child will struggle and fight with this. And you try to tell it. I remember sitting with a relative, a precious relative, a big special girl, a special person. She was struggling with things in school. She, everything she was saying, she was right. She was like spot on with such kindness and care for friends who she felt were being run over. And I was trying to like give over Tale Bidne Sagidle, and she was so Shammai, an, an MS of Shammai. There was a Tsipisali Yeshua of what should be, what could be. And it's hard to get somebody to be present. They don't want to let go of that. You're saying such ridiculous, you sound, oh, come on. But there's a tremendous successful living, and we paskin like Hillel and Golos. Today, Bismanenu, we paskin like Hillel. Though the Anhaga of Shammai is true also, Eilva doesn't mean there's no Shammai today. And all of our lives, all of us have to learn and have to really understand the acceptance of the situation that is. So many people in so many different situations don't accept their situation and make wonderful opportunity of the situation they're in. That has to be part of our arsenal. Talei b'idnei sagle, the facts in his time about him. There's a tremendous depth to it. It's not when you find yourself in situations and you're so frustrated what should be, what could be, and you catch yourself, don't feel like you're, you're living a b'dyevero. You're like, you're begrudgingly, no, there's a, there's a Kenyan, there's a Nida, there's an there's Anhaga that's very, very pure and very precious and very powerful of I'm, I'm very much living presently in my situation, successfully in my situation. And there's Anhaga of the situation. There's a beautiful Anhaga. So many people spend their lives wistfully for what should be, for what should be, and, and don't and don't enjoy, and don't relish, and don't steig, and don't have success in what is. So now, that feeling of wanting what should be is sipisali Yeshua, that's allowed. But there has to be that counter also of tali b'idnei sagalei, the fox in his time, bow to him. An acceptance of the situation that is. And so very much at the beginning of the Gullus, Yaakov Avinu bows to Yosef. And anybody who hears that should shudder. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> this is strange. It's not, it's not. It's not the Danhag of acceptance. Tali Bidne Sagla. Yosef is the Yosef's the leader right now. Things will yet be restored. They'll yet be Gullus is a matzah. This is this is by Hashem the situation that's supposed to be. Tale Bidne Sagali. Bow to him and it's time. I try to teach it to my kids. I think successful living. It's fast that youngsters have a tremendous sipisali Yeshua. There's, youngsters are much more like Shammai. It's very interesting. You'll see on your own children one day. 
They're very Shammai-esque, and you could even see they're, they're so right, and you look, you start saying Talib in Esagale, they struggle to accept it. There's a tremendous truth to what they're saying. Like, what it, but it's wrong. It's, and they, but there's a successful living. And to be matzliach, tali bidnei sagale. In all our lives, balancing. And there's a truth, um, there's a truth of Sipisel Yeshua. There's a truth of knowing ideal situations. And there are people who are going to slant to Shammai. Every, every Shammai has to have this also. Every Shammai has to have Hillel. Every Hillel has to have Shammai. I'm coming today to speak about Tale Bidne Sagile, unashamedly, to speak about Tale Bidne Sagile, the acceptance of what is. Anybody who has a Natiya, a Hillel Natiya, anybody who has that type of Natiya will have an easier time with this. But so I'm, I'm, I'm granting that, that there's Natiya, he's still leaning. Some people like rock the Tale Bidne Sagile, this is the situation. They do it rather easily. They may have to actually work on Tzipisali Yeshua. When you meet people that are in Tzipisali Yeshua, understand it. There are people that don't, the Shammais of the world don't tend not to accept the matzah there. They're so busy of what should be and what could be. What do you mean the matzah that is? They're busy, they're Geula type people. Understand them, understand them. Please understand what you're seeing. When I was talking to this relative, this special person, the Hebrew person, they were living so shamay, I was very moved. I was very moved, and I was trying to like insert some hillel, some tale bidne sagadli, but, but it's important. It's very important, this tale bidne sagadli, especially to youngsters. Youngsters have a very difficult time with this. It's so wrong. All different situations. You've seen this, Akiva? I feel like there's an emistikai to youngsters. Youngsters with paskin like Shammai. I bet you if you learned Shas and you explained every machlaikas to young kids, they would typically say like Shammai. Older people would more say like Hillel. That's my, that's my guess. That's, I have a sense like that. Rairas, is that you sense that? I sense that young people would quicker say Shammai. They have a natiya. I think they have a natiya. There's a certain... <clears throat> There's a certain, maybe it's, a, it's an older person who like maybe has accepted more what is, and a young person hasn't accepted what is yet. There's an, there's an emistic kind of freshness of, I'm not accepting anything yet. <laughs> this is ridiculous. You try one day to teach your child in the classroom, Tali Bidney. That's the teacher. That's the teacher. That's the teacher. Are you kidding me? You know what should be? And they're often right what should be. That's the TP Sali Yeshua. Like, uh, like, young, <coughs> like younger Talmud Chachamim in general, like they're like very strict and like not understanding, like no, this is exactly how it should be. As they get older, they become more worldly and they have There's like, a Hillel, there's an aspect of Hillel. Tali Bidne Sagadli. Ilan, what do you hold? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you shouldn't teach them. What are you teaching? Shammai Hillel. But Shammai, Hillel fought with Shammai, and Shammai fought with Hillel. That friction has to be there. Baskin Davy? You'll see. You'll see on your kids. You'll see to teach us. We see on ourselves. But, it, but it's a tremendous value that this is the situation. There's an acceptance. The Hillel aspect is huge. I'm so, I'm so not fair because, because I could expect I like this chazal, Tali Bidne Sagadli. <laughs> You're allowed if you have an atia to something. Yeah. 
it's not fair. It's not fair. Any chazal that you, it's not fair because somebody there's a mile of tipisal Yeshua. If this is hard for somebody, so you can smugly say tale bidne sagidle. There's a sugi of tipisal Yeshua, so, and we're not equally built. All of us in these two, in these two pratim, we're not equally built. So when you when you preach when you preach what you have in a tiyatur, you have to always remember that that there's two aspects and they're both emes. Shammai and Hillel, so you have to be careful how you preach it. But to, to me, it, I, I, it took me a long time to have this. For years, I would, was talib, I would like tell people, talib, and they diff, family members, my children, and, and try to share this talib, and it just seems so important to me. And I couldn't understand somebody not being that way, and now I understand this. It's Yipisal Yeshua the other way. When you speak, speak to a youngster in a job and try to tell him, this is, you know, he's your boss. Let's go. The guy will, he's furious. The guy, and he doesn't, he refuses to accept a Morris that he does. And by the way, he'll accept a Morris. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you a story. A guy in yeshiva here, a guy in yeshiva here was labeled. I don't, I don't believe there's such a thing. He, the labels we give today are wild, and he, we call them as if they're like a mitzayus. They're only a way to like, I don't look at them as boxes, but so there's something called oppositional defiance, this ODD. I think it's nonsense. Again, I'm afraid that's chachubagayim, Oppositional. So this guy was in yeshiva. He was labeled. He's ODD. Oppositional defines this one. He's he's ODD. I want to say if his rebbe would tell him to jump off the Empire Staple, he would jump. His rebbe here. What happened to ODD? <laughs> what happened to oppositional defines disorder? What happened to ODD? The answer is that he's very energetic. And typically, authority can't stand him because he ruins systems by his energy. So there's a simple principle in life. If you don't hold of me, I don't hold of you. If I hold of you, that means I'm garbage. So anybody who doesn't hold of me, I don't hold of all of us, every human being in the world. You don't hold of people who don't hold of you. And by the way, the people that don't hold of you are wrong because you know how big you are. We're, you don't even know how big you are. But at least you know you're big. We're, we're each huge. We're souls. We're each, we're each bigger than the world. We're souls. Every human being is... is so anybody who doesn't hold of you is stupid and wrong, which is true. And therefore, anybody who doesn't hold of you, you're aware that they're stupid and wrong and you don't hold of them. So he's the oppositional defines us. He's energetic. Authority never likes him. So he doesn't like authority. He's not the oppositional. The first authority that likes him, he'll be the guy, he'll, he'll do whatever he says. He'll do whatever he says. He doesn't have oppositional defiance. He has the simple mitzvahs that none of us hold of people who don't hold of us. Nobody holds of anybody who doesn't hold of them because that person's stupid and wrong. So we don't hold of them. So <clears throat> this, this yesite of tali b'idnei sagidli and you tell somebody, you, you talk about a guy who's oppositional defiance disorder and he, and, he, and he doesn't hold of authority. And you start, and he, that person often is a shamanic. See, peacefully Yeshua. He has a visual of what should be and could be and, and the world and the first Rebbe who's, who's in authority the way he sees it should be, he'll do everything. He doesn't have ODD. He'll listen, he'll march. Anything you say. I have seen guys, I have seen guys, the guys all of a sudden by Ray Russ, Ray Russ would tell the guy anything in the world, the guy would listen. 
Mamish. That same, what happened to all the ODD? It like disappeared. He's not ODD, he's Shammai. He's Shammai, Sipisil Yeshua. He doesn't accept things that are Bidiyevid. He holds this ridiculous. I refuse. What he has to learn is some hello. He has to learn Tale Bidne Sagidli. That right now you're in this classroom, it's not a perfect world, and you're right, and, and the person is stupid, and it's true, accurate. Accurate. They're wrong and stupid, you're right. But Tale Bidne Sagidli. Right now they're in charge of this classroom. And there's an anhaga of accepting the circumstances that are. And living successfully and powerfully in those circumstances is anhaga. It's an anhaga of a human being, a successful anhaga of Golos, that one can be powerfully successful like that. And there's a beauty to that, to Tale Bidnei Sagili. The altar's daughter said that in Radin you learn what, what, what could be, and here you learn what is. There's, a, there's learning who I am, where I am, and acceptance of where I am and who I am, and hug in that situation of where I am. So that's the first thing, David, I wanted to share on this Asar B'tavis. It's a shtickle, it, it, it can, I said, like, we'll afterwards say, Avar Nasar B'tavis, that's of course also, that's, that's not a word of Golos, that's the word of Golos, so... So it is Nasar B'teves Vart. It's the beginning of Ayechi. I think it's very successful living in many, many areas of our life. Of, 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 of being present to the situation it's, and, and accepting of a situation and thriving in a situation. All different situations that people could have tremendous hatzlacha. I have seen the guys who only succeed in the perfect learning conditions. I spoke about David learning under all different nesiyinus. There's a big part of Tale Bidne Sagile that lies there. In sports, I like the player, the pitcher, who under all different types of crazy conditions can do well. A lot of being successful in sports is things aren't always going to be the ideal conditions. You're in an away stadium. There's all different funny things can go on. You have an injury. All different like things that are not... And you have people that only can succeed in the perfect conditions. And then the, the greats succeed in all different conditions. The greats can learn under different conditions, can steig under different conditions. Tale bidne sagile is a midah, it's a midah, it's an anhaga of this is the situation, I'm rocking and pounding this situation. It's anhaga. So it's, instead of whenever you find yourself, it's important to teach yourself. Whenever you, I was talking to Daniel this week, he was talking about he was in a certain, he's in a certain school and how it works. Learning how to function and flourish in a situation that might not be the exact ideal, it's an important art and skill and life's meta and an acquisition of, of, of this situation. And the person soars and grows in this. It's what we call gullus in short. It's, I think, rooted in this Tale Bidne Sagale, the fox in his time bowed to him. An acceptance of this situation. Ask him, Daniel. I think it's a huge art. You'll see one day with your mishpacha that it's going to be hard to teach it. When you say this, it always, Mendy says, I think what you're asking is don't crush CP Silly Yeshua. With your children, there'll be kickback. The kickback is, this is let this, this supposed to be that kickback. Acknowledge, un, acknowledge the tzipi salish. 
at the point that at the point that there's no tzipisli Yeshua, it's tragic. Then you're not tali bidnei segla. You forgot what's supposed to be. You've lost the vision of what's supposed to be. That's very sad. It's very sad when you lose a vision of gula, of what's supposed to be, of what could be. That's very sad. So when you say, does it always apply? Shammai always has to be in the sugyan. Do you know what I mean, Shlomo? With your own kids, people like, they, they like too harsh on the kid. I pray your kid fights back when you try to teach them. I, this is my, I'm giving you my own journey, because I just, I would teach Tali Ben Isagila and kids would be mad at me. I've taught it to guys in yeshiva for years, and guys get mad. Whenever you have some version of Tali Ben Akiva, guys get mad at you. I was like, I can't believe, what's going on? <laughs> Why can't I? I couldn't teach it because I was missing C.P. Sali Yeshua. And at the point that I accepted and learned C.P. Sali Yeshua, I could teach Talib bin Nesagadli. You know, the Democrat and Republican have a debate. They each can only teach the other guy something if you can acknowledge that what he's teaching you have to learn. You can only teach, that's, you can only teach this side if you acknowledge it's supposed to be C.P. Sali Yeshua, John. There's supposed to be a yearning for what should be. You, if you don't acknowledge that, so you're just devaluing what the other person is saying, you can't teach Tali bin Nisagana. At the point you ignore, you won't be able to teach it well to your kids. And you'll just be like, very, you're trying to teach something, they're upset, and you're not on the same page. Acknowledge their yearning and what could be. Acknowledge the picture of what it could be like and how it would look like. You can acknowledge that and you could dream about that. And that's important. Not you could, you should. There's a tzipi sully yeshua that a person should have of the way things could be and should be and are supposed to be and an idyllic world. That's, that's, that's a wonderful thing. Shammai, should, Shammai lives. You hear, David? It's an Eitzah for Be'ez Hashem, as you're raising a Mishpach, an Eitzah, Dov. You hear, Binyams? You'll be surprised, Binyam, you'll see. We'll report back. Tell me if kids are more Shammai then. Tell me if you'll, you'll tell me, Binyam, and if that's true. What we say? Marshall to a fox, because a fox is usually not the ruler, the lion's usually the ruler, but like, when it's the fox's time, let him do his thing. Foxes, this is a fascinating thing, and I, foxes represent the things that are out of place. What was in the Kaidish Kadashim? Oh my gosh. What was in the, what do you see in the Kaidish Kadashim? Shua Limholchim, but a fox was in there. Foxes, rep, what does the fox try to fish, convince the fish? Come out of the water and join me. Fox, the cunning of a fox somehow represents the thing that goes where it's not supposed to go. I have no idea. I'm very curious about animals. I can tell you in my shul, I spoke about foxes. A mice I spoke about foxes. I was talking about the shualim holchumbo. And that Shabbos, I spoke in shul about foxes. Right down the, the, the Blue Ridge Drive, my wife and I saw a fox trotting. They trot. They have a very cool walk. They, like different than any yeah, other animal, they like trot, and I am no. They do look sly and slick and cunning. There's something about them that looks tricky. Maybe I just think that because in all the stories, the cunning, sly, tricky fox. So it's like I look at him that way. Very possible. I don't know if anybody could figure out. I'm a curious guy. I can't figure out what is it. There has to be something that would represent how foxes behave that would like explain their out of place. 
I think I heard that they're hard to keep out of Pazigi. They always find a way. That would fit it. this. I, I, I've looked it up. I've looked it up. I've tried. I don't want to force something. So I am not yet. I'm still young. When I'm older, I hope to know the answer. And right now, I don't know. I don't know why foxes, a lot of animals go where they shouldn't go. I don't know why the fox represents that. But it seems like in Chazal, the fox is out of place. So when it says, Tale bidnei sagale, bow to the fox in his time, the fox is that which is like where it shouldn't be. And the fox is that principle who shouldn't be principal, the teacher shouldn't be teacher, and the boss who shouldn't be a boss. But, but that's just, it's a backwards world. What? No, I don't know. You, you, I've read up. I, it, I don't know, not from a place, not having researched. I've actually been curious. Yeah, but that doesn't, I just still don't. <laughs> Isn't there a song, What Sounds Do the Foxes Make? So clearly they're like a little subterfuge. We don't even know what sound they make. Does anybody know what, is that, isn't that in the song, what sound does the fox make? Yeah. What does the fox say? What does the fox say? It's... <laughs> 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 That's a good point. It's funny, it's funny. You have a shot? I... Listen, my brown scene has been, I've been looking my whole life. Really? That's interesting. I never heard that. They run funny. Their their movements are funny. Their movements are weird. He's very accurate. That what's striking when you see a fox, he says. Ray Brownstein says you never know where they don't follow. You ever met a bacher? You meet guys in yeshiva. People have patterns that make sense. Every once in a while, you meet a bacher like he. You do this, and he doesn't respond normal. So Abraham says, that's a fox. Like what you expect him to go, he does. It is true when they run, they have weird movements. I didn't know that they don't go to the places. That, it's a weird, it's, it's called a trot even. You call it a fox trots. My wife and I saw it that like animals don't move like that. It was something unique. Abraham says, even where they go is unpredictable. So that's why they're at a place that part. Really, Interesting. I don't. The entire yeshiva to Brasley Zoo, whatever that place. <laughs> Do they have foxes and there? You go to the zoo man and ask him this question: Why are they? It's a very good and question. We get the answer. Like, Could, we'll, he probably would we'll, know. He'll tell you. Like, yeah. we'll work for answers. There's a yid I know who's a zoologist. I've read his stuff. I was curious about him. Yeah. So I'm sure, sure he has a plan in this. I never got a chance to ask him, but I'm sure Bradley, he has a plan in this. Okay. Is. Somewhere hey, Bradley, Bradley, I, I, it's twelve fifty. I should. Oh, Beersley? I always wonder what's in that place. Find that five animals? I hope they have a fox. <laughs> You've heard my Tale Bidney, but I never said the Oymek Rebezi. Tale Bidney said, but I've spoken. Derek Harris. What do you hold on? Rebbe, they have a fox in the zoo. He's seen it. I've seen it. And Bradley? We gotta have fun. <laughs> we gotta go. We'll go to the zoo. It'll make their day. They're waiting for people to ask them questions. Not a bad idea. We really? got a Dafka drive all the way there for like an hour. Really? You heard that? You heard that one? By Brownstein, Johnny said there's a term in the military, a foxtrot, and it refers to a chaotic situation. <laughs> it's funny. Really? That's funny.
Foxtrot? Foxtrot, yeah. See, Foxtrot 1. There have been many fox, many fox sightings in Blue Ridge. There have been quite a few fox sightings. The only I saw was March down the street. Rizona's video is Rizona's seen on. You've seen a fox in Blue Ridge, right, Russ? You saw one here last night? Where? A fox. With with the bushy tail and all. Say that again. Say what? <laughs> was it unexpected movements? <laughs> it was. Right, Russ said. Right, Russ. He saw one last night, and it was zigzagging. He said it was. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Out of place, out of place. Interesting. How is no cheshbon sly? If anything, that'd be the opposite. Well, maybe that's like the. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We don't know if that's sly because in the Torah they're out of place. They're always then they convince the fish. Like all these chazal, the fox is the wrong place. So I don't know. I don't know. Wow. I don't know. Lo yodea. Kali be'idnei sanyali. I don't remember. Where is that song? What is that? It's a Chach Magoyim Tamin song? Is that what happened? Yeah, that's how that song became. Remember they, the, the acapella, 613, or one of those groups made, what does Haman say? So they, whatever. Never mind. That's how I know that song. I wanna, I wanna say one more minute, one more minute. It's time for Mincha, it's time to... I wanna say one more minute and then say goodbye. The one minute that I want to say... Could it be a long we're fasting today. My minute, my minute. Okay. We're fasting. We're fasting today, and there's different reasons. And one of the reasons is the Torah translated. It's very, very confusing. The Torah translated. All of all of us here. I'm, I'm a tremendous, tremendous arts girl fan. They say the Chassid I'm not equating. Not in a joking way. Not in any way. Arts girl is, has has impacted the Dar and, and access Torah to the masses, and done incredible work. And I have tremendous respect. I'm only asking, so what's the difference? Yavan wanted the Torah, this Talmai wanted the Torah translated, the Targum Shivim, and with three days of darkness descended to the world for translating the Torah. Isn't the translation a good thing? You're supposed to read the Torah. Shnaya Mikra Ve'echad. Whoa, don't say the word. <laughs> it's dangerous. Targum, if it translates, what's going on? Very good, Avi. Shnai Mikavecha Targum. Halacha Tafresh, in Reish Pehei, a din in Shulchan Aruch. Reish Pehei, it says to read the Torah. Shnai Mikavecha Targum. And here we have Targum that's the Torah was translated and three days of darkness descended to the world. This is the Targum Shivim, what we call in English the Septuagint. The, sep, the Chachamim were put in different cubicles, were told by, ta, by Talmai to translate the Torah. He told them, if you change anything, I'm going to murder you all, and I'll know you in 70 different boxes. They all made a few changes, 
and a nace happened that they were mechaven to the same changes. Now you're not allowed to change any Allah in the Torah. The Yamshel Shleim in Babakama says you have to die, not to change a law in the Torah. You have to give up your life. If a guy asks you Allah and Allah is against the guy and you know by answering he'll shoot you, you have to tell him the truth and let him do what he wants. You have to tell him the truth. Because you're not let it change a law and the Torah even at the point of getting killed. You have to die for it. Oh, beat him up to throw karate kicks. It just means if he's stronger, so even if it comes to die, you're not let it change a pasuk in the Torah. But, but, um, but you're not let it change Allah and the Torah. You're not let it change the law. So how did they change? The Yam Shashloyim asked, how did they make changes in the Targum Shiv? And they didn't change any law. They just changed the words so he would get a pshat that would be much more reflect the truth. They didn't change the law. They changed the word in the no Torah. What? They didn't change any law. None of their changes were a change in the law. That is what the Yam Shashloyma says. Now, the question is what's wrong with the Targum? I don't want to answer the question because it's a very good question. I want to say something that everybody has to know. Art scroll is not a translation, it's a pirush. Onkelis is not a translation, he's a pirush. Nobody touches Torah. Torah is not allowed to be touched. Torah are the words that we have right here. That's Torah. Anybody is supposed to say a pshat. I should have my pshat, you should have yours, you should have yours. Art scroll is a tremendous pirush. They are not the Torah. They're a pirush of the Torah. Arts scroll is Tayr Shabal Peh. It's a Pirush. It's a Pirush. They're Mefarish, what the Torah says. What's the Torah? The words that are untouched, unchanged. Yavan wanted, Yavan wanted the Torah, take the Torah and give us the Torah in Yavani, and that will be the Torah. This will be the Torah now says. If you would take Arts scroll and say, this is the Torah, and you'd start reading Arts scroll, that's the Torah. And you would read that as the Torah, the entire world would go dark. Because the words of the Torah have pshatim, endless and deep and eternal. Hashem's words are supposed to be read by Yosef, and Yosef has a certain perspective of those words. Read by me, and I have a perspective. At the point you take one pirush and you say that's the Torah, you have destroyed the Torah. That's a pirush. A beautiful, successful pirush of the Torah. Yavan wanted the Torah here. Give it to us in Yavani. Tell us your best pshat and this will be Torah. Oh, so that's what the Torah is? That's what Yavan wanted. They did not want the Torah Hashem that every human being studies and wraps their mind around and figures out. When you learn with guys, when you explain things to people, any curious person ultimately wants to show me where it says and what it says. And they're supposed to study the Dvar Hashem and then put it through their system and they'll connect and relate in a certain way. I'm allowed to have a pirish. There were, there were leaders who took their pirish and made it Torah. That's very cult-like. And there were people who took their pirish and made it Torah. That's Yavan. That is... We have a tainus today on that. The words of Torah, the Dvar Hashem. Say a pirush. You are supposed to say a pirush. There's Torah Shabal Peh. And there are as many pirushim as there are yidden alive. Each of us have a right 
to a peerish of the Torah, to work and study and delve on Hashem words, Hashem's words, and then say a peerish. When you take these words, translate them, and make it, this is Torah, you take a peerish and turn it into Torah, Chayshech descends into the world. This, Yavon said, give us your best pshat, and that's Torah. We don't want an infinite chachma that every single human being can bond and connect with. We don't want, give us your smartest man and the best pshat, and that will be Torah. Okay, so the, we can relate to that. That's Chachma. Because in Chachma, that's how it works. You have a Dvar Chachma, an intelligent statement. So give us the smartest shot from the smartest man, and we'll accept you have a Torah. That's what, that's what they were asking for. That that will be Torah. And that's three days of Chayshech on the world. Chalilah v'ches. The words of Torah remain these words of Hashem. If you want a pirish, we'll give you a pirish of Torah. It's even funny, they said 70 chacham in different rooms write out the Torah. Give us your best pshat is what they're saying. What do you mean? There are going to be 70 pshat and pirushim. If you put 70 chachamim, you should want 70 pirushim of Torah. The words of Torah, the Dvar Hashem. And then each person putting into the Dvar Hashem. And we're zaychet to beautiful Purushim. And we study Purushim of the Torah. And the way Hashem told us His words through Rashi. Through, through Rashi, we hear the Dvar Hashem. Through Taisvis, through the Ramban, through the Rashbam, through the Radak, through Onklis, we hear the Dvar Hashem. And that's how Hashem wrote the Torah. But the words of Torah remain the words of Torah. Always go back to them. Always read them. I always appreciate Reb Miller when he quotes a Pasuk or a Chazal. There's like a reverence to the words itself. You could say whole drushes and beautiful things. I told you my own way of understanding Tale Bidne Sagile. If you take what I said, that's, that's my pirush. The Torah said, Tale be'idne sagli. Those are the words of Chazal. Learn the words of the Chumash. Learn the words of Chazal. There's tremendous power in the words of Torah, in the words of Chazal. We're entitled and supposed to say a pirish. We're supposed to study the words of Torah and the words of Chazal. But the words of Torah remain the words of Torah. Yavad wanted to alter that. They wanted a distort that and change that and take a pirish and make it Torah. The best pirish, the perfect pirish. Get a collection of chachamim and let's get some consensus here and that will be Torah. No, no, no. Torah is the Dvar Hashem then studied by every single year who studies the Dvar Hashem. Unchanged. Art scroll is tremendous. What a pirish. What a pirish that speaks to the generation. Talmud Chamu said a pirish. It's a wonderful pirish. And learn the pirish. Excellent. And always remember the divrei Torah that they're being mefarish. The words of Torah that they're being mefarish that are unchanged and, and, and are there and always there for a yid to go back to be mefarish, to understand, to attach, to, to connect to and to understand. So that is just maybe a simplistic way, some way of understanding the chayshech that one of the seaboys of this tainess of what happened. It's very fascinating. I'm going to Hashem, the Siyat of the Shmaya Teretz Yisro. 
and and I get to see in Eretz Yisrael B'nai Torah at very precious and impressive stages of their growth. Guys steiging and plugged in and putting in days of davening, of tefillah, of, of learning. And the contrast of going to, of going to Eretz Yisrael and, and seeing a guy who young was, was struggling, was fighting for Minyanim, and then to see him in a state of more success at the Minyanim, at the davening. And the contrast is fascinating. And I, I just want to say to everybody, to all of us, that all our lives were supposed to be fighting for things. All our lives. That, that we're working and fighting their success, and we'll all taste in all our struggles much success, but there's a tremendous Kiddush Shemayim in the fight. The Iker Kiddush Shemayim is in the struggle. When it looks more successful, they struggle all our lives. It's not always as a parent to everybody. The Iker Kiddush Shemayim is that we're engaged in fighting for something. That's the Iker way we're all Mikadish Shemayim. We all, we all look at where we want to get to, at the Tzipisal Yeshua, of where we want to get to. But the Talei Bidnei Sagidle, the fight, the fight amidst the struggle is tremendously precious. Tremendous, tremendous Kiddush comes. I always find it funny that when I come back from Eretz Yisrael, I try to overhear, give over the beauty I saw there. And it's important to know about all the successes, and we're fighting for success. Somebody could like stay in fight mode and almost not even, in a certain way, not trying for success. That's wrong. We're supposed to be kaivish as We're supposed to have success. The Balchuva, when he's first becoming from, struggles to keep Shabbos. Three years later, he flawlessly keeps Shabbos. The goal is to flawlessly keep Shabbos. The Kiddush Shamayim was the struggle. When he flawlessly keeps it, Rabbi Yisrael says he gets tired for struggling. It's almost dangerous. A guy could purposely stay struggling because that's it's dangerous. The goal is to flawlessly keep Shabbos. The Kiddush Shemayim is that he struggled to make himself a flawless observer of Shabbos. But you could get to flawless observance of Shabbos, to comfortable, to easy. The goal is to get there. So certainly I try here when I come back to give a picture of success that I am zeichet to see, but when I'm there I try to remind the picture of struggle for it's beautiful. So I want to share with us, I want to say that the success I'm going to see, everything done here, I feel in many ways I feel like a Ganev always on this trip. I go there representing, the, I'm the Manal here, and there's tremendous celebration of beautiful journeys, and I'm a Ganev, like, People ask, you go to the airport and there's a scene, I don't think we're having it this year, so, so you go to the airport, there's a scene, so, so people ask, whoa, you know, does that create gaiva? It creates ganav, thief, a robber, it creates a sense of a ganav, it's the success of Hever that's sincere, that's authentic, that's pushing, that's fighting for something. Well, the Hever right here. Our chevra, our chevra, our chevra, our chevra. But not together. It's a chevra together. But I, but the beauty, the beauty of this chabura, the beauty of sincerity, the beauty of growth, the beauty of respecting somebody else who's struggling, the security with our own ruchnius, the security with our own ruchnius to allow another person to struggle. So all of us should have, in our journeys, should have tremendous siyata d'shmaya in the struggles that we're all presently engaged, each of us in our own place in life, and the successes that will surely come, the successes that we're going to come, and then the next struggle should have siyata d'shmaya in 
all the aspects of our journeys. We're going to Davin Mincha right now. Rabbi Brownstein, Meyer will be what time? 5.10. 5.10, Meyer, and then the break.